Hello, everybody. I am se- former senior airman Robert Foley, the host of Then and Now. Here with me, as always, is my co-host. Uh, Danny Mullins. I'm Danny Mullins. And joining us is uh, a very special guest. I'm Shana Mullins, and I'm former specialist of the United States Army. Which brings me to my next point. You never introduce another man's wife, you slut. Uh, when you're the host, you do. Nah, I'm host schmost. <laughs> uh, but the reason that Shana and I decided to uh, tell you our former ranks from when we were in the military is today is Veterans Day. And because of that, we've decided to talk about a uh, member of pop culture who has served for a great many years, Captain America. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain Yeah, Captain America. Uh, I've heard of him. <laughs> Me too. Sorry, I stuck my tongue in Robert. Danny and I got into a small tiff. That was my fault. I'm I'm a, I'm a little pissy today. Most things are your fault. I've learned that. Oh, okay. Or at least I, that's what I attribute it to. I mean, you're obviously in my uh, ex-wife's fan club, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I wonder if she started one. That'd be awesome. I would join. I would not be surprised. Just to spite you. I would not be surprised. Just go over there on weekends and play with your dog you don't have anymore? That was me. Oh. I'm sorry. That was oh. a little <laughs> That cut deep, dude. Uh, oh. Anyways, uh, thank you for your service, Robert. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Well, Captain America, uh, do you know who created Captain America? Was it Kirby? Uh, it was Kirby with uh, oh. with Joe Simon. Um, the character first appeared in Captain America number one, which the cover is dated back to March of 1941. And Shana, can you tell me what that cover is? No. It is Captain America punching Adolf Hitler in the face. That yep. sounds awesome. It it's can- pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it uh, came, It went on sale December 20th of 1940, but was, or, yeah, uh, 1940, but was cover dated for March of 41. Uh a year before the attack on Pearl Harbor, but a full year into the war of World War II. Oh, okay. Um, it, it showed uh, Captain America punching Adolf Hitler square in the face. And do either of you have a guess of about how many uh, copies it sold? Not enough. That number one. Number one? Uh, 100,000. 100,000 is Shana's guess? Uh, one dollar. Uh, <laughs> one copy? What You're going to go I'm with going one I'm going Price is Right logic. No, no, no. Give me an actual number here, Oh, uh, pro- I don't know. Probably closer to like 50,000, right? So it sold nearly 1 million copies. Holy shit, we were both way I was off. closer. Oh, shut up. <laughs> While m- most people like the comic, some people obviously took uh, took opposition to it, as with anything political. Or patriotic. Uh, well, it was more that... Uh, well, Simon Simon in an interview actually said, when the first issue came out, we got of a, a lot of threatening letters and hate mail. Some people really opposed for what Cap just stood for. The threats, which included uh, menacing groups of people loitering outside the street office, streets outside the offices, proved so serious that police protection was posted with New York Mayor... Uh, Fiorello LaGuardia personally contacting Simon and Kirby to give his support. Wow. Yeah. That's how. Books a little more seriously back then, huh? This was a number one comic book. The first issue of Captain America raised that much of a controversy. And I don't understand anybody looking at a picture of Hitler getting punched in the face and like, this is wrong. Uh, Because it feels so right. Yeah. 
I, I, I would not have thought that that would be controversial either. But right. then again, look, surviving Nazis might disagree with you. Uh, yeah, a lot of people down south apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Have you not been paying attention to uh, current no. events? Nope, I avoid oh. them. Not Nazis still exist apparently in America. Oh, good. Yes. Good. Oh, yeah, they're fighting juggalos now, right? That's kind a movie. Of. <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah, now we just need to make a new comic book where it's Violet J punching Hitler in the face. <laughs> it will be controversial, but I think we'll sell a million copies. I think we'll get more death threats. <laughs> That's fine. Captain America was create uh what was what they showed uh fighting uh Nazis and different Axis powers at that time. And mm. when the wartime ended, he kind of lost popularity. Right, yeah, I have heard that. Now, was his one of them that had the kind of offensive Japanese stereotypes in it? I, I know think, Iron Man had some. I think all some. of them had that. Okay. But Iron Man's really focused on that. Right. Yeah, I was thinking which one had the egg guy. Uh, I was thinking that was That's Cap. Batman. Was that Batman? That's Batman. That was Batman, you're the, right. The egg, Humpty Dumpty is Batman's villain. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, the popularity of all superheroes kind of waned after the war, and so Captain America was discontinued in 1950. He kind of got revived in 1953, but that very quickly went away, and then uh, when Timely became Marvel, they revived the character in 1964, and he's remained in comics ever since. Well, you gotta think, that's when America had real heroes. All of our heroes were coming home. We didn't need to look to the skies or in our books. Right. Like, our dad just came home from the army. Our hero's home. We yep. just look up to him now. So, you know, the fictional superheroes went away because we had real heroes, and after time, they just got replaced with hippies and so on, and now we're all just douchebags, so we're back to loving superheroes. Uh, I mean... Yeah, so, say, say, I don't think I'm wrong here. <laughs> Shana, any uh... <laughs> people are terrible, right? Some people, yes. Uh, like ninety percent. I I believe there's good in everybody, but groups of people are generally assholes. Yeah, mob mentality. Yeah, hmm. uh, I don't believe there's good in everybody. No, no. Hmm. Like serial killers and stuff like that. No, I don't agree. I think they're that they were born bad. That yeah, they're broken people. There's a difference between broken people and not thinking that everybody has good in them. Because a person can do good things or believe that they are doing good while ha- being broken. But it's a choice. And you have to You're think serial killers like, 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 John, choice. like John Wayne Gacy, right? Uh, head trauma. Could have knocked whatever sense of good was left in him. Like, uh, So he may have been born decent. Knocked evil. <laughs> we we don't know, and we're not defending serial killers, but I, I'm just saying there's a difference. Back to patriotic Captain America, though. Oh, because okay. I can talk about serial killer clown more if you want. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Halloween's over, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, in 1966, Joe Simon sued the owners of Marvel Comics, asserting that he, not Marvel, was legally entitled to renew the copyright upon the expiration of the original 28-year term. The two parties settled out of court with Simon agreeing to a statement that the character had been created under the terms of the employment by the publisher, and therefore it was work for hire owned by them. So so this is the first out of two different times that Simon tried this, and it, it essentially came out the same way. So one of the creators of Captain America is like, no, I created this. I have legal rights. And they said, we published it. You weren't allowed to publish it anywhere else. Therefore, it's ours. We legally own it. Right. And he, he's fought that twice with two different uh, copyright claims. And as as rules changed, he tried using those rules to his advantage. But like I said... Did assen- he ever succeed, though? No, essentially, they both came out... Um, 
in Marvel's favor, but uh, in 2003, they settled out of court uh, with a deal that paid Simon royalties and merchandising for the use of Captain America. So he he's now getting some of the money that he's due. The royalties and stuff. That's yeah. Good. Especially with Captain America coming out a few years after that and all all merchant anything that has the words Captain America, he gets some portion of. Which is everywhere now. So exactly. Good for him. Um, but I, I just thought a little history uh, of the publication is kind of interesting to kick off, you know. Mm-hmm. The story because it was immediately controversial, and Captain America is one of those characters that has been controversial on, controversial on, controversial on, even till today. Yeah, yeah, but now that the controversy is mostly about dumb writing. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple where it's like, I can't believe that they did this. Yeah, really, you can't believe that a black Captain America is taking on race hate. Oh, I thought you meant him being Hydra the whole time. I like Falcon and no, Captain America. That's the dumb writing. Yeah, but that's what I was sti- talking about. I'm talking about creating controversy because of what's going on in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all understand that there's dumb writing, and that's constantly in the news right now when it comes to comics. I didn't, re- I didn't realize Falcon Captain America was there. There was an issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Now, there's uh, quite a few, <sighs> and it, it think about the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Steve Rogers. Uh, Steve Rogers. Uh, Chena, what, what all do you know about Steve Rogers before he became Captain America? He was in the military. Before that? He was so small that he couldn't get in, and then they saw something in him. He was a wimp. Well, He wasn't a wimp. He was very wimp. strong. He was just little. He's literally not strong. He's very weak. <laughs> he was born on the Lower East Side of Manhattan in New York in 1925 to poor Irish immigrants, uh, Sarah and Joseph Rogers. Joseph died when Steve was a child, and Sarah died of pneumonia while Steve was a teen. Uh, by early 1940, before America's entry into World War II, Rogers is a tall, scrawny, blank student specializing in blank. Danny, what was Captain America going to school for before joining the military? I have no idea. He was a fine arts student specializing in illustration and comic book writer and artist. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I never knew that. Disturbed by the rise of the Third Reich, uh, Rogers attempted... I don't know why I can't... Disturbed by the rise of the Third Reich, Rogers attempted to enlist, but uh, was rejected because of his frail body. His resolution attracts the uh, notice of the U.S. Army General Chester Phillips and... Played by Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, in, into Project Rebirth. Uh, so that's how he got in. He just kept trying to get into the military, but they kept kicking him away because he was so skinny and frail because he right. had a, a writer's body. <laughs> I mean... Now I'm just picturing Stephen King as Captain America, and it's kind of gross. Uh, why? Why is it gross? No, why are you picturing Stephen King as... Writer's body. I was thinking more of like Jack Kirby or George R.R. Martin. You know, possibly writing themselves into the character a little bit, or whoever wrote this particular storyline. No, I understand what they're doing. It's better to picture as like George R. R. Martin yeah. from like Game of Thrones, that big guy. Oh, that'd be awesome. He went from a fat old bearded man to Captain America. <laughs> no, he just put on a costume. <laughs> and like of he, a fat old bearded man. <laughs> he never finishes solving the, the the crimes or beating the bad guys. He always, like, he always tries to get HBO to finish it for him. The series. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Timely references. I'm all about them. But, uh, yeah, Captain America, a- after that, fought in the war, um, was with the Howling Commandos. Mm-hmm. Um, and after World War II, he had a brief stint in the war against communism. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that is when he kind of got canceled there for a few years and was brought back in 63. That's when they originally did the ice thing, right? Like he's frozen in the ice? Right. For they... 70 years, right? Uh, no. No, it wasn't that long. Oh. No, because the reason that it's 70 years now okay. is because of the movies. Okay. Um, Because they actually had to account for the time between the a- our actual history and when that movie came out. But this happening in 63, they were... been like a decade or so. Yeah. So he he was technically a man out of time, but only by 10, 10 to 20 years or something like that. Yeah, which is still a decent amount of time. Yeah, and the final, uh, the last time that you had seen him, him and Bucky, his boy sidekick, uh, which doesn't sound wrong at all. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, we're fighting Baron Zemo, and we're both have thought to have been killed in a rocket. In so a rocket or by a rocket? By a rocket. Well, on a rocket. All? On a rocket. Yes, they were both on a rocket that was flying through the air. Okay. With Baron Zemo on it as well. Okay. Um, Bucky got stuck uh, when they were trying to evacuate it and kicked Captain America off and it blew up while Captain America was thrown into the icy water, which froze him. Um... Bucky survived the explosion and was revived and became the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'm aware of that part. Man, I wonder why they changed it to an airplane in the movies. This sounds way cooler. Actually, it, uh, in the movies is the only time that it really changed to the airplane. In And in the movies, he Bucky wasn't even there. He fell off a train. Right. Yeah. 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 But, I'm just picturing in the movie universe them riding a rocket with cowboy hats. I think that well, could be fun. In all of the animations, like, the movie is the only time where you see uh, a plane. Right. In all of the animation, everything, it's always a rocket. Yeah. They changed it because it's stupid. (laughs) I don't think it is, because... It's it's very cheesy. It's very of its time. It is very of its time, and that's kind of what makes it fun now. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Captain America has gone through a number of controversies, and I remember... At one point, he went against Nixon in the comics. I remember reading these comics, and he became an enemy of the state in the comics because he was going against Nixon. I know that they got controversy for that. Yeah, I vaguely remember. And then Watergate happened. (laughs) (laughs) So Captain America's ahead of the curve. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, I I vaguely remember hearing tales of this. I don't think I was reading at the time, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I've always... uh, I like reading Captain America. He's been in team after team, uh, Avengers, to name one, Invaders, which was his World War II crew back in the day, right. uh, which involved Namor, two different uh, androids, one which was a human, human torch. torch. Yeah. Um, like, he, he's been in team after team. Was there other member just like Nick Fury or someone like that? Nick Fury came in later. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's more Helen Commandos era, isn't he? Right. Okay. Um. And over the years, Captain America has gone against a lot of different foes, all which go against or represent some ideal that Captain America is known for. Mm. Um, 
some examples being, you know, he's against Nazism with the Red Skull and Baron Zemo, neo-Nazism with Crossbones and Dr. Faustus. See, I didn't know that about Crossbones. I, th- I always just pictured him as kind of like a generic thug, but I-, I-, I haven't read many of the books with him in it, so. Yeah, apparently he's supposed to represent neo-Nazism, the, okay. the extreme side of that. Um, uh, what's worse than skinhead? Skullhead. <laughs> One step further. Uh, he's against technocratic fascism, and he constantly fights AIM and Arnim Zola, which represent that. Mm-hmm. Communism with Alexander Lucan, and anar- uh, he's against anarchy with uh, Flag Smasher, and interdimi- inter- international... I about said interdimensional, <laughs> which enough. I think That's he... What I thought you were trying to international, say. International, <laughs> interdimensional, and domestic terrorism with Hydra. I'll add the interdimensional. Sure. I'm sure they've <laughs> skipped dimensions at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so all of his constant villains have represented one of these ideas. Okay. That's interesting. I have a question. Yes. Do the comic books follow the movies at all? It would be. I, the it's the other way the around. Books. Okay. Yeah. Do the movies follow the comic books at all? Kind of. They're not exact one-to-one comparisons, but they've tried to remain true enough in spirit that people will enjoy them. Uh, today's market would enjoy them. Both people that have followed the comic books and those that are just getting into the movies. Yeah, like in Iron Man, they changed the fact that uh, it was Vietnam that he got captured in originally, right, Tony Stark? Uh, I don't remember the I, war. I, I'm almost positive it's Vietnam, but now it's, you know, he gets ca- captured in what, Afghanistan? Yes. So well, I've never read a comic book. I only know what's in the movies. Right. That's why I was curious. Yeah. I, mean, I have no idea right. what you guys are talking about. It's when they get when they get into specific storylines. Like, Civil War doesn't really follow the comic that much. No. Not at all, really. There's no robot Thor. There's a robot Thor in the comics. And he's a bad, bad man. Bad, bad droid? He's a bad, bad droid. He okay. he goes rogue and kills a superhero, blows a hole through his chest. Oh. Bad, bad, bad droid. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Civil War, one of my favorite storylines that really shows the... Uh, Badassness. I was going to say America. negative side of Captain America as well as his badass yeah, side. Yeah, you do get... That's actually a good point. Uh, you get both sides. Yeah. As a character, uh, it's very rare that... Marvel will show Captain America in a negative light. Right. At least not keep him there. Mm-hmm. If they show him in a negative light, it's normally for some reason that they quickly turn around on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the first time they really focused on this is what happens when you're too set to your goals. You yeah, end up losing sight ideas. of the important things that those goals are based around. Mm-hmm. And it really focuses on that. And I, 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 for one, think that that's an interesting thing for Marvel to point out. Yeah, I thought so, because you see him go, you know, take things too far. Oh, But yeah. at the same time, you get to see how the Punisher reacts to him. Well, it, it's... During the time that that came out, that was a couple years after major events in America had happened. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that Marvel was trying to show through that story is... Because after we recorded our Civil War episode, I actually got to thinking of this. Every act that happens reacts with an escalation and it became worse and worse and worse with the two people neither of which wanting to go look see middle ground became a problem mm-hmm. because they refused to find a middle ground right yeah it was a really interesting take and it's one of my favorite storylines is yeah and i, I find i find it interesting that you know 
seven, eight years after the publication of Civil War, it's it's very much still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a sequel, but I don't even know if Captain America's in it. So <laughs> he is, and he's a major part of the uh, of the sequel because Miles Morales, who is the focus Spider-Man mm-hmm. of this particular Civil War, um, it is the focus of one of the visions that is kind of what's been the pushing force of the entire thing this kid has visions of future crimes and one group is saying let's just act on it now and arrest people while tony stark's group is saying hey you're jumping the gun people can change their mind and this kid isn't a hundred percent accurate like minority report Exactly. Yeah. It's minority report, but with half people saying, let's do it, half people saying, let the crimes happen. Which side and, does Tom Cruise go on? Uh, he, that would be Captain, uh, uh, not Captain America's side. Uh, Miss Marvel's? Tony Stark's. Ah. Who cares? Tom Cruise sucks. <laughs> um, Don't give me a dirty look. You're going to defend Tom Cruise? But in, in the comic, the vision is Miles Morales taking some spike and putting it through Cap's chest. Right. And... Everybody after the, they've had the vision, um, immediately like separates themselves from Miles Morales, and Captain Marvel is trying to arrest him, and Captain America just walks up to him and like tells everybody to back off, walks up to him, and he goes, "I I wouldn't, I would never," and he goes, "I know. Mm. Put your mask. Why do you have your mask up? Because he pulled his mask up to breathe because he was crying, and he he goes, it was just too much, and he goes, you need to put your mask on, son." That mask means a lot to a lot of people, and you're a hero to a great many. Like gave, gave him a great Captain America speech, mm-hmm. and he put his mask on, and Captain America basically told him to run, and he did. And the next time they see each other is on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, which is where the vision had taken place. Isn't that right around where? That's near where he got assassinated, wasn't it? At the end of the first one, it was close. Uh, well, no. I think that he was going into a courthouse when he was assassinated. Yeah, I can swear you can see that in the one. background, though, or something. It may may have been. I could be making that up, but I'm, I, I, for some reason that's clicking. I don't know. But uh, uh, another great shot of him and Miles Morales talking right there, um, going, why, why'd you come here? To prove that I wouldn't do it. Hmm. To prove that what Tony is saying is right or wrong. I'm here. I'm not killing you. So it has to be wrong. And he stabs him in the chest. Uh, no. Wow. Then Captain Marvel attacks. Oh, right. And then Tony Stark comes to defend in Hulkbuster armor. And Captain nice. Marvel punches him out of Hulkbuster armor. Not so nice. Wow. And put, cool him, visuals, put him into a coma, which leads to a great reference from the first Civil War after Captain America had been shot. And Tony Stark is giving this great big goodbye to his friend that he led to his death yeah that final shot of him sitting there holding his helmet and crying next to his dead friend's body is mirrored in civil at the end of civil war ii with captain america sitting next to an in a coma iron man it's mirrored exactly and it's beautiful and sad yeah that's really cool Hmm. yeah captain america stories have the factor they can be one of two things they can be really great and touching and give you american pride like no other comic can or it's going to be really cheesy and suck yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, not a lot of middle ground. Well, sometimes it used to be racist, too, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all comics kind of fell under that Absolutely. for a little bit, yeah. but thankfully they were one of the first things after as times changed to lead away from their racism. That's good. Um, as compared to most media. Hmm. Thoughts on Bucky? I actually never really had a problem with Bucky. I think that, you know, the childhood sidekick has always been weird, whether it be Captain America or Batman. It's fucking weird. It's a little weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just always so cheesy. He always looked so dorky when, you know, before he became the Winter Soldier. And then he looked like a Hot Topic model. I don't know, man. Thoughts on Bucky? I mean, I like his hair. I don't really know (laughs) what he looks like, so. Oh, okay. He has a metal arm. Well, what do you think about him as a character in the movies? I didn't mind him. I thought I thought he played a good part in it. Okay. Because I believe like Captain America looked up to him because he was in the military first. Well, and he it started up that like way. Him. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you see it kind of switching roles. Right. Yeah. In, in the he movies, that's him. the way it is. In the comics, it's actually the other way around with Captain America obviously being the one that's ahead and Bucky being the quirky child sidekick. Yeah, Bucky's a kid when he first joins Captain America in the comic books. Like, oh, really? Young yep. kid. Yeah. Like early teens, if that. If that. He, he was Captain America's Robin. By all intents and purposes. Yeah. But in war. And when the Winter Soldier storyline came around, uh, it, it was a big shock to people. Because that, that was one of those deaths in comics that felt permanent at the time. It had been so long. It, it had been a long time before they did. Because that happened in what, late 90s, early 2000s? The Winter Soldier line? Uh, I think... I think late eighties. I could be. Oh, wrong was it late eighties? I thought it was. I thought it was more recent than that. But, but still, either way, still, uh, we're going from fifties, fifties to nineties or so 30, early. 40 yeah. years. That's crazy. Usually, it's like a month. Oh well, yeah, because that's one issue. Then they're back. <laughs> Superman took a year. A really bad year. Yeah, <laughs> really bad year. The death was cool. The aftermath, not so much. They're bringing back Wolverine right now. I was unaware he was dead. He was. Oh, uh, he, it makes sense for him to come back. No, not the way they killed him. How'd they kill him? Uh, he had lost his power, had oh. been gutted, killed the guy that uh, gave him his animanium skeleton, in the process was covered in animanium, and died as he watched the sunset, covered head to toe in animanium, nothing exposed. They killed the shit out of him, huh? With animanium. What the, is skeletons made of? The hardest metal to ever exist, yes. Uh, well, it's right, right below vibranium, which is what Captain America's shield's made out of. I what, brought it back to Captain right America. Right above vibranium. The vibranium's technically stronger. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it has a different property. Oh, it vibrates. Yeah. Yeah, it can it, technically take more damage, It can, but t- it's easier to bend or something weird like that. Yeah, it's easier to... Uh, it's more malleable, and it has this weird property where, as it's hit, it can take any any force and reverse it, essentially. So that's why so, Captain America's shield, which is actually a mix of animanium and, and vibranium, that's why when that's why he can take a, ham, a hit from Thor's hammer, and it remember it knocks everybody else down because it vibrates and now, all the trees knocks all the trees down and everything, right? Yeah, yep. it, it more displaces the impact on it. Right. Like I remember in the Marvel RPG, it's rated higher in pretty much every way than uh, vibranium or adamantium. They classify it as a better metal, and there's less of it. It's rarer. Well, it's because it is uh, a mix of the two rarest metals like in that, the yeah. Marvel Universe. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I was but th- that's also one of the reasons that he can throw his shield, it bounce off 50 different objects, and then come back to him. It won't lose momentum. It will actually gain momentum as it's going. And it also does that because it looks cool. And very few people <laughs> can actually throw the shield. Yeah. Uh, after Civil War, uh, there was a 
discussion of who Hawkeye would... Can. That's what I was about to get to, actually, yeah. I've told her about that comic line. <laughs> so, it's uh, Captain America it's in... Fallen Sun. Yes. It's in one of the movies, too. The Avengers. Does Hawkeye throw it in the movie? I don't remember yes. Hawkeye throwing the shield and catching it. Yes, he does. When they fight the... Oh, the Ultron, Ultron. bots. Yeah. Yeah, Age of Ultron. I'm pretty Ultron, sure he throws he's like it. Cap, and then he throws the shield to him. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's not anybody, what I'm talking anybody about. Anybody can toss it to actually throw it and bounce it back to yourself like Cap does. Uh, Hawkeye is like the only person in the comic books that can do it, though. Yeah. Um, Tony Stark specifically says that he can do it, but he has to use all of his technology to be able to do it. Um, Hawkeye does it his first try, and aside from Sam Wilson, who it, is the Falcon... And Bucky Barnes, who was his sidekick for years as well. And I, the Falcon's more of a recent thing. Right. Because uh, I, I believe he's in that Fallen Sun run. And like I said, Hawkeye's the only person that can do it. But he refuses to take the mantle because he has too much respect for Captain America. I, I think that... He's like, I can never fill those American shoes. Well, e- e- <laughs> even during Sam Wilson's run, it, t- it says that it took him a while to get used to it. That's cool. Yeah, I, I like the respect because it's not like it's Thor's hammer where you have to be worthy. You just have to be really fucking good. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool idea because it's not like it's a... You don't when you think deadly weapon you don't think shield. Right. Well, it it's we are the protector. We right. are the shield of the world. So there's the symbolism. It was the idea back then. Yeah, there's the symbolism, but then they took it and fine-tuned it to make it to where you have to be this badass to actually use it properly, which I just right. think is a really cool idea. And it can take a strike from a god. Yeah. Um it has been broken a couple times. Yeah. But it's always very quickly forgotten about. I mean, that's, it seems that's, that way. That's yeah. why Captain America had the the laser weird laser shield there for a while, which I never liked. I didn't like that either. But I, I I think I've discovered why his shield gets broken every once in a while. It is specifically for cover art. <laughs> yeah, because you know if it, if it's getting broken anywhere in that storyline, it's on it, every oh, fucking yeah. cover. Well, it's because it's the it's the symbol of America, like Spider- and, the, and the Avengers really. Like you know, well, when they did uh, Avengers disassemble, that was a big thing. Right, but. Once again, I'm going back to Civil War. Mm-hmm. During the fight that Spider-Man has with Captain America, he specifically says, as Captain America's throwing the shield, he goes, and then he threw it. The symbol of my goddamn country. Yeah. The the symbol that my aunt loved growing up. And Cap- I know it's intense, right? We probably should say that we're recording during a thunderstorm because we're not getting all this oh, sound no, out. Not, there's not, not a chance. Not not only that, but there's also like tornado warnings and all that. Yeah, it's so, a tornado watch right now. There was a warning earlier, not for our county, but but south of our county with it heading north. We can pretend it's cannon fire and we're on the battlefield with Captain America. Is that too lame? Captain <laughs> America throws his shield. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make that one. It wasn't nature's timing sucks. <laughs> Uh, so a little bit of the end. No more. Pretty much done with comic talk, I think. It was just a little late. <laughs> you might want to say that again because that was a lot of shit. Uh, so on to the end. Sure. I, I, th- I think I'm. I've said everything about the old comics that I really wanted to touch on. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to Captain America stories, I haven't read that many. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read any. Thank you, Shane. But. <laughs> Captain America has been on TV for a great many years, dating all the way back to the 60s. Yeah. He was in Marvel Super Heroes in 1966 as one of the five featured superheroes. Uh, Captain Amer- He was in uh, one Captain America segment each week. All right. In the 70s, Captain America appeared in two 19... 
uh, 79 live action television movies, which aired on CBS. Uh, Captain America and Captain America 2 Death Too Soon, which was broadcast on November 23rd of 1979. And they are awful. Uh, yeah, they both starred, uh, Reb Brown as the title role. Oh, you know him. Everybody knows him. Anyways, uh, at one point he carjacks an old lady. Yep. He He's like, oh, I need your help. I need your help, old lady. And she gets out of the car. He's like, sucker, and hops in the car and takes it. Well, there's a, there's a lot of differences in, in this. Uh, Steve Rogers, uh, is in... His father was the original Captain America in this, a 1940s government agent. Yeah. They're so bad. Yeah. You can kind of get some enjoyment out of watching him, though, because you're like, oh, this is what Captain America would never do. Isn't this when he had, like, the actual biker uh, helmet? Biker helmet. Yeah, that's what I I, I think that's just in the first one. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. At one point, he gets tied to a rocket by Red Skull. Yep. And uh, they launch him towards the White House. But right at the last second, he kicks it with his heel and sets it off course and saves the president and himself somehow. I mean, the, it still blows up with him on it. But he's <laughs> yeah, it's it's so bad. I think one of them ends with him punching the Red Skull off of a castle. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Oh. I don't remember him all that well. You should have rewatched him for research, buddy. No, there are certain things I learned after uh, an, another comic book veteran character, uh, the Punisher episode. I learned sometimes if it looks bad enough, you really don't have to research it all that much. No, for that one, you should have watched the Dolph Lundgren movie. Ugh. There are ninjas on slides in that movie. The Punisher sucks! And an infinite <laughs> grenade launcher attachment on a rifle. No, the Punisher sucks. Screw it, you. No, it shoots grenades constantly. <laughs> no. He never reloads, Robert. It's like you're not even listening. No, the, the Punisher sucks. You know what else he doesn't have to reload? Bullets. I'm, I'm going to say this. Hard, hard line in the sand. The Punisher sucks more than Michael Sarah. Oh, really? You think that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not... Fair. Even the movies? Yeah. Oh, the John Travolta movie's pretty good. No, Thomas none Jane? of the movies are good. No, the character, The character of the Punisher sucks by himself. He's good at team-ups. By himself, he sucks. He has some good stuff. You're, you're too He harsh. is worse than Michael Sarah. I don't Michael mind Michael Sarah. You, you get a pass in my book. Oh, this is weird. Be, the Punisher is so bad, Michael Sarah gets a pass in my book. Well, that's your opinion. Our opinion is. Yeah, but mine's right. <laughs> it's an opinion. can't be right. Uh, in the 80s, uh, he was in Spider-Man in one episode, and he was voiced by George DiCinzo. Uh He was also in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends in 81. That was a rough show, too. <laughs> yeah, it had uh, the fire girl whose name I forget. I can't remember, honestly. I can picture her. An Iceman that was not Bobby Drake right. from uh, the X-Men. Mm. And then him. I don't remember him showing up in that at all. Uh, but he, it's not like I faithfully watched every episode either. He appeared in two episodes of the series, Seven Little Heroes and Pawns of the Kingdom, where he was once again voiced by Dikenzo. And uh, he did. He was in a public service announcement on energy conservation in the 80s as well. Hmm. In the that, came, that came full circle with Homecoming, huh? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> In the 90s, he was on TV uh, a lot more times, mostly because of Spider-Man and the X-Men. Um, through, Even though he didn't have uh, a cartoon of his own, you kind of get his full story through those two cartoons, which were in the same universe. Right. That's cool. They're, they're, those are awesome cartoons. And I don't know how well a Captain America cartoon would have done in the extreme 90s, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would have probably thought it was boring. But then again... 
who would have thought that Spider-Man's a timeless character? Me. He he he's a dude. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love Spider-Man. Everybody who listens to this knows this. Yeah. But you're wearing a Spider-Man shirt. I, I am. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. But who would have thought that the idea of a person wearing a onesie swinging through town beating up bad guys would have been as timeless as it is yeah that's a fair point because onesies are very comfortable you wouldn't have thought that he well thank <laughs> you Shana. that one yeah. <laughs> he's not doing it to look cool it's comfy his seems awful tight i don't know it cradles my balls just right you think that it's made out of the same stuff as me undies i don't know i've never worn me undies or a spider-man suit <laughs> i've worn both of course you have <laughs> at the same time no. Mm. MeUndies came much later. Oh, okay. Both were com- just as comfortable. Not too late. To do both at the same time. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, uh, for for this next year's uh, conventions coming up, mm-hmm. I'm going to be putting together a homecoming Spider-Man, the, the put-together one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be putting one of those together for myself, because I found that you can do that using just Amazon. All Everything that he bought to put his stuff together, you can find on Amazon. Welding goggles, the inserts that uh, you can find the whole eyes. thing at twenty for twenty five bucks at a Halloween store. I saw it this yeah, year. Yeah, but it's not the same. That's a cheap. It was, it was actually a decent quality one. It was it was fifty percent off, so I guess it'd be a fifty dollar costume. It wasn't bad because you got to think the main thing's a hoodie uh, the and the ho- goggles. Yeah. The hoodie you can get for just thirty bucks with the sleeves already knocked off and everything ready for cosplay. Just like in the costume, yes. I would be the laziest cosplayer. I just go buy Halloween costumes. <laughs> Not even the good ones. Like, remember the old plastic ones we wear as kids? Uh, yes. With the just the hard plastic mask and the soft plastic costume. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start going to cons like that. You know, we're we're done with Halloween, but real quick, what was your favorite Halloween costume growing up? Uh, the genie from Aladdin. Genie from Aladdin. Shayna. I went as Jasmine. Oh, really? See, actually, well, my second favorite or tied for favorite though was the professional wrestler Sting. I went for him three years in a row. I wore my mom's I leather trench coat. I Power Ranger, and it was plastic and stuff, and it was all tore up by the time I got done trick or Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those costumes are garbage. I went yes. as Goliath from Gargoyles. I thought you were going to say the Bible. Lame. You just look at it, like same. Just you talk in a deep voice and tell everybody you're a giant, and then at the end of the night, you take a rock to the face. Yeah, pretty much. Or a cock, depending. As as a child, good one. Oh, name. rock, definitely rock. Then actually, don't <laughs> throw rocks at kids either. You eat some candy and then go to bed. How's that? got weird uh in the early 2000s uh captain america appeared in x-men evolution mm, okay I uh, with nick fury in one episode operation rebirth fitting name yeah wonder what that's about uh he was also in iron man armored adventures never watched that i i had I've, I've not heard of it uh-uh uh, and then more recently, he is in a couple of different cartoons, including Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. He's been in Black Panther, Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers Assemble, and so on. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot decent. going on right now. Parker has one of them that has Captain America in it with him waking up or whatever. He freaks out on everything. Oh, that's the animated version of The Ultimates. Oh, okay. That was technically mine. I, I bought that way before he was born. I just gave it to him. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Earth's Mightiest Hero, uh, The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is pretty good. I, I, I've watched bits and pieces with our son, but... It seems to follow a lot of the storylines pretty good, including going up through the Secret Wars. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and I think recently they did the Infinity Wars fighting Thanos. Oh. Okay. So. Say, I, I pretty much only watch cartoons with my son now, and he has the attention span of a walnut. 
<laughs> he'll watch one episode of something and then an episode of something else. Every time I sit down to watch like Netflix with him or something, he changes constantly. And every other episode, or every other episode, is some form of Power Rangers. But he can watch the same movie over and over and over again. He's a he, child. He watched The Return of Broly, the shitty sequel. Yeah, six times yesterday. Just wow. because of the family Kamehameha, I forgot that at one point Kid Trunks moons Broly and then pees on his head. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> they don't. He show watched it. Beethoven probably twenty times. Hey, in two days. That's a good dog. <laughs> hey, roll over, <laughs> Beethoven. Am I right? I only liked the sequel when I was a kid. Does that make me? Yeah. Weird? Is that weird? Yeah, I already answered you. Oh. The first one's better. <laughs> Is it? Yes. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> yeah. Shut the up. The second had the puppies. Yeah, puppies are cute. Fuck you, Robert. I think you're a big old sweetie the first one. Oh, my God. What has happened in this episode? Captain America, <laughs> let's go back to that. All right, uh, let's go move on to film just a little bit. Just the tip? J- just the tip, because we're, we're not getting all the way to what's going on now. So we're talking like first movie? Yeah, let's talk the first movie. All right. Uh, the first Avenger. No. Captain America, 1944. Oh. The 1944 serial Captain America has the main character, District Attorney Grant Gardner, who is loosely based on uh, the comic book character of Captain America. His nemesis in the serial was the Scarab, and his love interest and sidekick was Gail Richards. Oh, it'd be funny if it was still Bucky. <laughs> no, wait, Bucky was a kid. That wouldn't be funny. Yeah, uh, why do you keep doing this? The Winter Soldier. That's like the third time you've referenced Child Have you child seen love. all the... Uh, uh, no, it has not been. <laughs> Have you seen all the fan fiction it's and stuff? at least the second, uh, right? What? That he's referenced child love of yes. some kind. I don't think that's I think true. it was three times, though. Thank you. All right. Anyways. Have you seen all the fan art of the Winter Soldier and Captain America and stuff online? I'm not that far off. Yeah, there's a lot of fan art. It's kind of hot, though. It's no Luke Cage in Captain America, but... We said we were not going to mention no, this. you said she was I specifically to. barred her from mentioning Luke Cage this episode, so you have to I do did it. it. Exactly. Your husband did for you. That's why we make such a exactly. good couple. Exactly. You said you barred me, not him. <laughs> I guess. You can't cage this feline. Uh, you ready for the next movie? Yes. 1990, Captain America. This is the first feature-length depiction of Captain America, and... Uh, I just completely lost my place in my notes. Good. <laughs> do, 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 I figured you're cutting this part. Do, do, sound effects. Do, 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 I can't find where I am in my notes, so we're moving on. Because <laughs> I literally have lost was, my complete spot. It was like it didn't happen. That's fine. But yeah, in, in the 1990, there was a Captain America movie that I don't remember at all. Mm-mm. I didn't know there was one. Okay. Interesting. Uh... So, I think that the director and actor were the same person, John Stockwell, if memory recalls, but I could be wrong. That's always a good sign when they star in their own movie. Yeah. I mean, it's how you get classes like classics like The Room. Yeah. I did not hurt her, Lisa! And then, the final part of And, video games. Captain America has been in a fuck ton of video games. Yeah, and I've played surprisingly few of them, besides like, you know... Marvel vs. Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, a lot of the movie, or a lot of the movie, a lot of the video games that he's been in, he, he just kind of appeared as a side character and then went away as kind of a, remember, remember I'm in the universe too, guys. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to go fight the Red Skull because Nazis suck. Remember that always. Nazis suck and you should punch them in the face, kids. Bye! <laughs> you act like that's not a good lesson to teach our children. No, it's a perfect lesson to okay, teach your children. Good. Just make sure. You I, I was embodying Captain America, Danny. All right. 
Punch Nazis in the face. It's always. kind of condescending. Yeah. I think it's a good moral. It is. Uh, so Captain America is the protagonist in Captain America in the Doom Tube of Dr. Megaloman. Yikes. Which is kind of on the nose. The Doom Tube is what I call my butthole. Thoughts? You want Captain America in your butthole. Got it. Uh, he appeared in Spider-Man and Captain America in Dr. Doom's Revenge. He is one of four playable characters in Captain America and the Avengers, which was an amazing arcade game. I had it. I had that arcade game, and I it was so sold good. it. I sold it. It would have only cost like 20 bucks to repair, and instead of repairing it, I fucking sold it. And it was free. I had it for free. It was in my... I had it. I had it, Robert. Well, then you suck. Yeah, I do. Because you got rid of it. I still have the cabinet keys. If anybody... If I ever find it again, I can take the money out of it. Okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, then he was in Cap- Capcom's Marvel superheroes, and which led to Marvel vs. Capcom, mm-hmm. which is is just about to release another game. I think I think it's out. Uh, Infinite, is it right? Out? Yeah, it's supposed to be the last one. Like you won't need another one. They're going to constantly update this one, which yeah. means just take more money from you for more characters. Because that's what fighting games it, are. It, now. Instead of doing like they did with Marvel Cap Marvel vs. Capcom two, which came with sixty four playable characters, about mm-hmm. this one's going to start with like they did the last one twelve, and then you have to buy all your characters after. Oh, that. I waited for Ultimate. Uh, this one, I'm going to tell you to avoid, because I've heard it has really dumbed-down controls, which uh, will irritate you. I yeah. will enjoy it, because I suck at Street Fighter. So bad. I'm so bad. I suck at Street Fighter. I'm awesome at uh, Injustice. Injustice, yeah. We all know. Fucking braggy <laughs> pants. I, I wasn't, wasn't I'm, bragging. I'm, good, I'm, good, I'm good at an Injustice. I'm bringing that up for no reason. I'm not bragging. I was just saying that there is a difference, because you brought up Mortal Kombat. I'm good at Mortal Kombat. I suck at Street Fighter. You suck at Mortal Kombat. I suck at Mortal Kombat. You brought up Mortal Kombat and said that you sucked. I suck at Injustice for some I reason. I just hit buttons and see what happens. So, nah. She's beaten me before. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, he's been in a ton of games. And I could, I, if I was to sit here and list them all, we'd be here for a while. Yeah, and I've heard that the 360 game, based off the first movie, is actually pretty good, but I've never played it. Yeah. I heard it, uh, the, the combat's a lot like Arkham, so. But with a shield. All right, Um, so let's move on to the now, which I know everybody's been waiting on bated breath. So without further ado, the now. Comic books. Sorry, Shayna. Oh. <laughs> That's a rope-a-dope. You when are we getting you. to the movies? Probably right, after comic books. Right after comic guess. books. Yeah. And the only reason I'm bringing up comic books currently in the now is because recently Marvel has kind of done a huge left turn on Captain America, which I don't approve of, and I think that most of the readers don't approve of, where they made him a Hydra agent. Yeah, it just seems kind of pointless. It, it, it is, and everybody knew that it was not going to be a permanent thing, but still, this why, why make, of all people, Captain America who has fought them since the beginning, a Hydra agent. Shock value. Especially it, because man. of what Captain America is supposed to represent. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I think that that was, in my personal opinion, a huge misstep in uh, Marvel's think tank. Yeah, and most of the reactions I've heard are either, oh, it's the worst thing ever, or it's not a big deal. Who cares? So it, it seems to be nobody's positive for it. Nobody's like, yay, it was a good idea. No, it's kind of stupid or indifferent, you know, or the yeah. reactions I've heard. I think it's kind of dumb. I've ju- I just avoided the entire storyline. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they've retconned it yet or not. Uh, I haven't been well, keeping up. there was recently a huge uh, storyline that followed it where Captain America used Hydra to tr- start taking over the world for Hydra. Okay. Like, 
started getting heroes arrested, people that was in the invaders with him arrested. and That's kind of cool that they're going back to his roots, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Is the android Human Torch even still around, though? <laughs> yeah, he went to Na- uh, to Atlantis to speak with Namor to try to seek sanctuary, and Namor arrested him and sent him back to... Namor is such a dick. Oh, yeah, he says, I'm surprised that you guys haven't figured it out yet. I'm not a hero. No, he's always been an asshole. Yeah, but he specifically states that in yeah. this comic. No big shock. I mean, if you've read anything with him in it, he is a douche. Yeah. Namor's Marvel's Aquaman. Does that help you? No. Okay. He was the first mutant. He's what, like the first superhero. Yeah, he's Marvel's kinda. first superhero. He he could he lived in Atlantis. He he can breathe underwater and talk to fish. Oh, okay. A superhuman strength. And could fly. Fun fact, though, when Marvel and DC did their crossover, where they, all the heroes fought each other, uh, he beat Aquaman. Yeah, who would have thought? He had a whale land on him, which is kind of fun. I remember that, because mm-hmm. uh, I was sitting there watching it, and it's like, what can you do? I can do this. And then, <laughs> yeah. It's it's dumb hook for hand uh, Aquaman, too, yeah. so it's really gratifying. Yeah, the 90s Aquaman. Yeah, the worst Aquaman. Yeah. Give me Super Friends Aquaman. <laughs> Cheesy-ass Aquaman. I love it. Um... But, all right, now into the films. So, Chris Evans is now playing Captain America. Um, the dreamy Chris Evans. Please. Right, in, in Marvel's Cinematic Universe, uh, which he started playing Captain America in Captain America The First Avenger, which came out in 2011 and was quickly followed up by The Avengers of 2012. I, I love that first Captain America movie. Uh, it's so I good. really do. Like I know a lot of people like there's one of their lesser favorites. It's one of my favorites of the first run. It's so good. They did a good job of showing his action. like they went pure comic book on it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean they did a good job of establishing uh uh Roger's heart. Like just, exactly. you know, showing that he's just a good dude. Yeah. That that's all that's his power at the beginning. Before he's Captain America, he's just a good guy. And he makes out with Marjorie Tyrell at one point. It's awesome. I didn't know her name until now. Uh well um, the reference that I'm making is to Game of Thrones. The girl that plays Marjorie Tyrell in Game of Thrones is the blonde girl that he makes out with in the underground bunker. Oh, yeah, good to know. She she's literally just a little side character. But as I was watching the movie uh, this week, I was like, Oh my god, I know that character. <laughs> he probably doesn't know her though. He Do you not watch Game, Game of Thrones? Of Thrones? Uh, I haven't watched since season four. You would know who she is. Yeah, probably. It's been a long time. She's married to Joffrey's brother now, the younger one. Isn't he like? 10 like he gets 13. older <laughs> he gets older like 13 yeah it's fine then i'm the weirdo for yeah. that show yeah that's just that incest murders in and five eh, whatever anyway i would say the, the last episode i watched something huge happened in so i don't want to say what it was but i haven't watched since a certain character that nobody liked died okay that yeah. really does not narrow it down at all joffrey there's a lot of characters that people don't like. Nobody was more hated than Joffrey, though, at the time. He died, and I was like, happy ending. Robert Probably Never watched it again. <laughs> well, Joffrey? No. Oh, okay. Nobody He killed Joffrey. one of my favorite characters at the time, Roz the Red-Headed Whore. I like Ned. Of course you did. <laughs> Everybody likes Ned. But yeah. I also like Rob Stark. Well, he was dumb and thought we should with probably his do a Game of Thrones episode at some point. Huh? Uh, eventually. Tell you what. When uh, George R. R. Martin releases the last book, we'll do a Game of Thrones episode. That, gives, that, sh- that should give me about three years to finish the series. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what what do you think of Chris Evans in, in the role of Steve Rogers? Oh, I-, I loved him portraying Captain America. Such a hunk. <laughs> I like 
Chris Evans anyway, so. Yeah, he's great in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <laughs> I mean, great. Actually, he is. Yeah, he's the best part of that movie. Yes. But yeah. I couldn't picture him scrawny. Because he's always been a... They actually did a really uh, good <laughs> job. No, they did this horrible CGI head on this scrawny little body. They did a really good job. <laughs> no, it's not that bad, It's especially for the time. It's still pretty bad. It's a little <laughs> jarring when you see him with a shirt off. That's the only time it's really kind of awkward. Because <laughs> he's all... It's just a rib cage with skin over it, and then Chris Evans' head. Don't, don't even pause it. Lock your screen on it, it'll stop, I know it will. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love that first movie. Me too, yeah. Um, he, he, even the guy that they had play Red Skull, uh, who's the actor is amazing. He's been in The Matrix, he's been in the Lord of the Rings movies. I forget the guy's name. He's fucking amazing. Yeah, but I think one of my favorite parts in the Hugo that, Morrison. Something like that. Something like that. No? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, one of my favorite scenes of that first movie and what really sets him up as a character is the flagpole scene. Where all these giant soldiers are trying to climb up this uh, he flagpole, him and everything. yeah, to pull the flag down. He waits for them to move. He just pulls the pin. The whole thing falls, and he picks it up. Doesn't break a sweat, right? And he's by far the weakest one there. He just he waits his turn, outsmarts them, and just goes on. Hands the flag off like nothing happened. It's awesome. And uh, the grenade scene soon after is really cool. Where, right where uh, he, he jumps, jumps on the on the, the, on the dud grenade. He, yeah, while everybody else runs and cowards, he jumps on it to save everybody else. Yeah, like, Tom, that's a fucking hero. Tommy Lee Jones was like, "Watch, I'll, I'll prove to everybody that he's a pussy." <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> kid's got heart. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's so good, and it's not like one of those where the origin is super boring. Can I just say that if I in the movie of my life, if I had to cast different people as different people in my life, I would want Tommy Lee Jones to play my grandfather for no other reason of it's Tommy Lee fucking Jones. I'd choose James Earl Jones, but same last name. Morgan Freeman would be my other one. Oh, yeah. Like, what if you just had two sets of gay grandpas? That's four <laughs> grandpas you could have. Let's do this. Morgan Freeman, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, James Earl Jones. We need a fourth old man. Kenny Rogers? No. You no, need no. the drunk, dumb one. No, no, no. <laughs> Are you sure? I- I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Who is uh, Michael Caine? No, I've heard some stories, man. He likes prostitutes and whatnot. I don't want that in my grandpa. <laughs> Mm. All right. Uh, no, you need somebody more lovable. Mel Brooks. Mel fucking Brooks. He's there, a he's a great grandpa. There though. We he's go. like two hundred years old. Yeah. Him dating James Earl Jones would classify him as a cradle robber. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll accept it because everybody loves Mel Brooks. <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights, baby. I know. Okay. He snips. Well, he's the director. I know. Okay. Um, I'm glad you just remember a circumcision, though. <laughs> yeah, he cut a penis once. Mel Brooks, that's his entire legacy. Circumcisor. And then he marries them. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of Captain America in the Avengers? That's great. Him and getting to see him and Tony Stark together. Yeah, that that clash of personality. That's like, one thing. They, they did a great job of hit him, uh, Tony Stark, and Thor. Yeah. Um, that the. And Banner, even like the the core Avengers was just good casting. All yeah. you didn't really get to see Captain America too much with Banner. No, I just I mean all the groups considered. Uh, but that's one thing that they kind of got really right from the comic books is the clash of personalities between Stark and Rogers at first, and then this like mutual friendship that's like unbreakable. Right, right. But by the end, they they are uh, you know they they've learned how to understand each other at a different level. Yeah, even. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to Civil War. E- we get even to if that, it but... took a death to get them to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it's it's great. And I, I'd love, not to rush too fast to the second one, but the second one's such a different movie. Uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Co- well, compared well, to uh, 
the first Captain and then the Avengers, it takes a more somber tone. Well, it's because it's a different movie altogether. Yeah. So the great thing about that Marvel is doing with their movies is they're not going, here's a superhero movie. They did that with Spider-Man because Spider-Man is a pure superhero movie. It's fun. Whereas, I'd say the Avengers is a pure superhero movie. I would disagree. The Heroes is a specific form of superhero movie called called the Team Up. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you see the same thing in comic books, but I wouldn't yeah, classify when, that as a superhero movie. When the last forty five minutes of your entire movie is nothing but them beating up giant faceless monsters, it's kind of a superhero. But movie when the in my first book. hour plus isn't, I, I, I yeah, I understand. I yeah, don't, know. Th- they don't get me but wrong. They're There's building the Avengers team. Wait, please, everybody, because <laughs> I've, I've been. Did, did you just do a reading Rainbow's weight thing with your hands? It's really weird. Yes, because Mark Burton's back. Oh my god, I can't finish a fucking sentence. No, you're fine. <laughs> the reason that I don't classify it as a superhero movie is because there's too much other stuff going on. What that is, is a team-building movie. The same kind of movie that you would get with The Expendables or... Yeah, The Expendables. I know what I said. The team starts up together. There's no team-building in The Expendables. But there, there is team-building because there, there's the fights and all that. They have to learn to come together as a team at the end. That's what that movie is. That's what The Avengers is. Yeah, I'm thinking of The Expendables. That's just a bunch of grumbling. Man, that um, first one's rough. But Second one's actually decent, though. Whereas with Spider-Man Homecoming, that is a pure superhero movie. You see the superhero antics throughout the entire thing, and he's dealing with the idea of being a superhero. Yeah, even that's mixed with like a uh, teen drama. A little bit, but th- I would classify... Spider-Man Homecoming specifically as a superhero movie above everything else because mm. that's how the feel is. Whereas Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, is a war movie. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I would classify as a spy movie. It's an espionage movie. As yeah, an exactly. espionage movie. Um, because not only the manner that they're talking about stuff, but the way they do it. Anytime you cut to a different... Uh, country, city, whatever. It's in these huge, bold letters, which harken back to the spy thriller days uh, around the time that James Bond was at its most prevalent. Where Berlin, huge letters across the entire screen. You think a Civil War, man? What? A Civil War. They also did it in... Uh, Are you sure? They they did a little bit, yeah. So I remember the small ones, but I remember because that was... What 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 was uh, it was the big full screen in Civil War because I heard people okay it may about was it. it the typing in yeah there you go okay then it was the typing which once again harkens back to those days as well mm-hmm. yeah it's just a completely different take on it and it's it's good I, if I'm gonna sit down and watch one though I still levitate towards the first one personally but not nothing against the second one it's just not as fun I like the second I like the I like them. All in their own respective thing. Yeah. I like the war movie feel of the first one, and putting a superhero in a war feels right. And it makes sense because of the origin of the hero. He came around specifically because of World War II. Yeah. So to... We, put, I mean, we just saw it recently with Wonder Woman. Uh, which would have made well. more sense with World War II, but because we already have a World War II superhero movie, DC went with World War One. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um... So, Winter Soldier was the spy thriller. Um, Age of Ultron, I have trouble classifying because it has a lot of the superhero antics, but it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. It feels like... See, both of them do to me. So does Civil War, honestly. 
Well, Civil War, I would say, it is closer to a superhero movie. But that Air Force but thing, it, I, you can classify it whatever you want. I would actually c- classify it more of an anti-superhero movie, because you're seeing the worst sides of the superheroes in that. Yeah, but you're seeing them with all the superpowers and stuff, so yeah, it's kind of hard to... Just but, because but things stuff... have... Here, here's the thing that you're missing what I'm saying. These classifications that I'm giving them, the spy thriller, the war movie, all of these are the genres of movie. They just happen to have a person that has these yeah, powers. Yeah, I'm aware of what you're saying. So, I... I what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't quite agree. That's all. Okay. But uh, um, Age of Ultron two is good, and I think we're gonna see more of it pay off with the Black Panther movie and stuff because that's where the call's coming from and stuff. But as in terms of like building Captain America, I don't know if it does all that much. You get to see him stand up to Tony Stark, and you get to see them butt heads for the first real time. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah, when it comes to Cap specifically. You get to see him be a, a real leader at the end. You get to see him be a real... Uh, we, we talking about Civil War now? No, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yes. Uh, you get to see him take the role of leadership, um, which in the last movie, or in the original Avengers, he's the one that is doling out orders, but it's really between him and Tony who the leaders are. In this one, you really see him standing as leader. Yeah, he's not he's not uh, they, that's the difference in the first one he's barking orders the second one you get to see him as an actual leader. Right. A good one. Like right. a Leonardo. In the first one we're together because we have to be. Right. And by the second one it's we're together because we choose to be. Mm-hmm. Let's kick some robot ass. Yep. And then it was straight to civil war, right? For him. Uh after Age of Ultron, yes, it was civil war. Uh which came out the year after and that airport scene, that man. That fucking airport scene. So it good. sucks because the best part of the third Captain America movie, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one's either Bucky or Ant-Man. And or, or um, Spider-Man starts with that fight. Yeah, yeah. It, or um, even, um, fuck, I just forgot his uh, Falcon, sorry. Right. Falcon's great in that movie. Him and Bucky just sitting in the back of a car and, making just fun of him. hating each other, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. I, like we've talked about before, we'd watch a whole movie of that road trip. Oh, yeah. Just Bucky, Falcon, and Cap. No powers, no costumes, just stuck in a car together. Stuck in a car together, just dealing with shit. I would watch that movie so many times. <laughs> and Spider-Man can show up for a while, because I'll let him in anything. Uh, at this point, they can introduce a whole lot of people, because they could go to California and run into the Runaways. Has that show started? The Hulu shoot show starts the 16th, I believe, 16th. Shana? Which one? The Runaways. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, you're the only one of us that watches anything on Hulu, so I figured that you would know. No, I have certain shows I watch. That's not one of them. She uses Hulu strictly to catch up with her stories. Ah, she's a mom. You got to remember that. Gotcha. Her SVUs <laughs> and their uh, no Grey's Anatomy or some shit. Nah, watch that show. What am I talking about? NCIS, Big Bang Theory, Modern Family. Her stories. See. Yep. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that'll be it until we get that big final Avengers, huh? Uh, which is coming up here soon. The first part. Uh, well, they've started releasing posters uh, of it and all that, too. Interesting. Um, if you want, we can take a pause real quick while I look it up. Sure. Actually, while you look it up, uh, he does make an appearance in Homecoming. Technically, it's his last uh, appearance in cinema because he's used... As school PSAs, pretty much it. Yeah. Like, you see them wheel out the cart with the old TV on it. Like, I mean, they did that when we were in school. I'm assuming they still do. And Captain America was telling you why it was bad to be in detention. Which, for some reason, I thought was a great use of the character. (laughs) Technically, Captain America's never on screen. It's just, they're watching a VHS of him. And technically, he shows up in Thor 2 as well. Loki turns into him. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so he's he's made appearances in pretty much everything but Guardians. But Guardians have been completely solo so far. Unless there's something in Ragnarok, which I want to see. Not to my knowledge. I've not heard anything about him showing up at all. Yeah, it might be a weird that cameo. Uh, that, that movie just came out uh, the week that we're recording this. Yeah. So. yeah, it's out now. Everybody says it's the funniest movie that Marvel's ever made. Which seems weird, because Ragnarok's a dark fucking story. Uh... Yeah, the comic for Ragnarok is incredibly dark and ends with Thor holding the still-talking head of Loki as they watch reality get eaten. So Danny just saw the uh, official poster. It's weird. Yeah, you were were mentioning... Uh, Black Widow's hair is white, which makes no sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why I'm assuming that it has something to do with the story or the fact that she's in disguise because her Captain America and Falcon are on the run because they're fugitives currently. Falcon's the only one that looks the exact same. He didn't change anything. He's just being a proud Falcon. Yeah. Uh, Captain America looks like Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. But to be fair, Chris Evans looks, he looks cool with a beard. He looks cool with a beard. Because, I mean, if you're going to look like somebody, look like Solid Snake. He's awesome. And uh, Spider-Man is wearing the... Uh, Spoiler, if you haven't watched uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm going to ruin something, so skip ahead 10 seconds. The Iron Spider suit that is shown at the end of the movie. I wish it looked more like the actual Iron Spider suit. It looks nothing like it. Yeah, but moving away from that now because 10 seconds are up. Uh, But yeah, the movie... Oh, and Teen Groot. Teen Groot's the other thing that we pointed out. There's uh, an older Groot from The Last Guardians, and this one is being called Teen Groot. I don't know how accurate that is, but that is what is being called... uh, on the internet. It wasn't the last one, Adolescent Groot. Something like Teen that. Teen Groot's more fun to say. Because there's Baby Groot, Adolescent Groot, which is what he was in the last Guardians movie, mm. and now Teen Groot. And these are only taking place kind of months apart. I wish they would have skipped to just regular Groot again. Uh, I think that they're using Groot to show the passage of time. Yeah, Because I in between uh, the end of Guardians 1 and the beginning of Guardians 2, only four months have passed. Yes, he hasn't grown that much. Right. And so by showing how much he grows in that amount of time, we're able to see exactly how much time has passed I know, I, using him as a, as a metric. Yeah, I get it. It's just the regular Groot was so cool in the first Guardians. I kind of want that back. I mean, he was funny in the second one as a. But now as he's Teen Groot, a horny Groot. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a branch in your pocket, or are you happy to see him? His see body's going to start growing through changes. He's going to get all bushy. Yeah, they're not going to have time to explore that stuff with 37 <laughs> characters. I'm I sorry, know. I made myself laugh. <laughs> with pubic hair jokes. Yes. Okay, about good. Groot. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. But, uh, so that is all that is really coming out now with uh, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see where the character goes from from the movies. Yeah. Uh, say, after this last Avengers, it's going to be a... Uh, Changing cast, isn't it? For uh, some of them, I think Robert Downey Jr. is stepping down. I think Chris Evans. Uh, I've heard him say he wants to be a director, so he's probably stepping out. That would be cool. Hemsworth. Uh, I'd like to see out. what he'd be able to do in the in the director's chair. Hopefully, enough of them drop out that we get a Hawkeye movie. I'd be okay with a Hawkeye. Like he's movie. the only one left. Oh, uh, him training like a younger Hawk, the younger Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. Oh yeah, the female one. Yeah, yeah I would be, be cool. totally down for that. And just have Falcon stop by. I like Falcon a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They they they, they uh they're quippy together, and I enjoy that. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was Ant-Man on that poster? Uh, how would you tell? Fair point. <laughs> he goes, Giant Man. That almost killed him last time. Yeah, he's not Giant Man in this. Is he on it? No. 
I wouldn't be able to tell if he was small because I'm not. I'm not gonna oh, be able to yeah, zoom in. Oh yeah, I understand in. that. But oh, giant man is be, not. You think he might be just like a tiny speck on the screen? He might be. Uh, it might be. I don't know. You think he'd be front and present? Uh well, no, does Ant Man two come out first? No, that's coming out afterwards. Ant Man the Lost. That that'll come out afterward. I do believe. Yes. Okay. So they can't really release anything in between part one and two of the Avengers. Uh, unless it's something that doesn't have to do with the Avengers. Maybe that's why Ant-Man isn't in it. Maybe he comes out in between. Right. And I, I would have to assume that they they shot one and two at the same time specifically so. to edit it and put it together back to back. And it it was just too long to put as a single movie. Yeah, it could be. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. That would be the proper way to do it. Yeah, there for a while they said they're going to scrounge it into one movie, but that's so many characters, man. Yeah, you, you, it, it would mean nothing. The good thing with TV versus movies is you're able to sit with characters and build with them. Right. With movies, you have a very limited amount of time to understand the character and then give a shit about said character. Yeah, and it's nice that we've had so many movies to build with. with these yes, guys. but I mean, but. Put, like with Ant-Man, we've had surprisingly little of him. Black Panther, we could do... Well, his movie comes out first. Right. I don't expect there to be a lot of character building in, in the next couple of movies. I expect it to be a lot of shit's blowing up, stuff's going crazy. Here's some uh, characters that does stuff that you like when it comes to action. Here we go. I can't wait until Tony Stark and Star-Lord share a screen, though. That's going to be wonderful. Who's going to yeah. be drunker? And which one's going... You Robert know Downey they're going Jr. will be drunk. You know they're going to have a competition to see who can bang the most alien chicks. Uh, now he's back with Pepper Potts, man. Is he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess Homecoming. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish they just. I mean, you know that they're going to break up again by the next one. Probably. <sighs> so, because this is a Veterans Day uh, episode, I decided that instead of doing the usual nerdly debate, we would uh, kind of go a different route. Instead of doing something really funny and ha ha, I, I I brought up to uh, my co-host and his uh, lovely wife if they would want to read some names with me of veterans who are actors uh who who served all right um so for the next couple minutes you know we're, we're gonna th- this is serious time and then we'll get back to jokes or just we'll clever information. The show, honestly <laughs> yeah so uh number one Ch- uh, Chuck Norris. He was uh, in the Air Force between the years of 58 and 62. Uh, James Earl Jones, Army 52 First Lewitt? L-I-U, or L-I-E-U-T? What's that? He was a First Lieutenant. First Lieutenant. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Um, The next one that I wanted to mention was Jamie Farr, who was the actor in M.A.S.H., who played Klinger. Um. We decided to go ahead and throw an interesting tidbit on him. He was the only cast member of MASH to serve during the Korean War. Uh, this one I thought was fascinating. Mel Brooks, uh, that we brought up earlier. Uh, he's in the Army in World War II, so that means he fought some Nazis, and that's pretty awesome. Yes, uh, Clint Eastwood was in the Army from 50 to 51. Robert Duvall, uh, Army from 1953 to 1954. Uh, Shana, I-, I believe that you had one very specifically that you wanted to mention from your stories ice tea yep he was in the army from 79 to 83 and this next one's pretty awesome don knots uh, uh, he was in the army yes i hope he didn't shoot himself in the foot he wasn't allowed to keep his bullet in his gun <laughs> uh elvis presley was in the army tom Selleck and his mustache were in the army national guard 
Mr. T was in the Army, joined in 75, and served in the Military Police Corps. Gene Wilder was in the Army from 1956 to 1958. John Amos, uh, Army National Guard. Drew Carey, USMC Reserves. Simbad, Air Force, served as a boom operator aboard KC-135 Stratton Tankers. Morgan Freeman, Air Force, joined in 1955 and served as a radar technician. Sherman Hemsley, Air Force, dropped out of school and served for four years. Shana, you're a fan of this one. Roy Scheider, who was he? He played as Martin Brody in Jaws. Fantastic. He's in the Air Force and he served for three years. Vince Pastor served in the Navy. Richard Pryor was in the Army from 1958 to 1960. B. Arthur was in the Marines and served during World War II. Of Golden Girls fame? Of Golden Girls fame. Interesting. Don Adams, uh, the original Maxwell Smart from Get Smart. Uh, he was in the Marines in World War II, wounded in action, uh, also served as a drill instructor. Could you imagine Maxwell Smart being a drill instructor? Wow. That is very interesting. Uh, Wilford Brimley was in the Marines. My mind just goes to diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> I, was, I held the He was also in the thing. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Famed professional wrestler, wrestler, conspiracy theorist, and governor, Jesse Ventura, uh, was in the Navy, served as an underwater demolition team member during the Vietnam War. That is badass. Yeah. Joseph Bologna, or Bologna, uh, who played Joey in... Uh, not step by step family matter full house full house uh was in the marines oh he played joey joey yeah yes did i say jesse mm -hmm. i meant joey sorry okay gene hackman marines served four and a half years as a field radio operator arlie ermy uh was in the marines and served in vietnam ernie hudson fame ghostbuster was in the marines Scott Glenn was in the Marines and served three years. There's Chris Christofferson, who was in the Army, who was a helicopter pilot and Army Ranger. Peter Boyle was in the Navy. Rob Riggle uh, retired in 2013 as Lieutenant Colonel with 23 years in the Marine Corps Reserve, served in Liberia, Kosovo, Albania and Afghanistan and was awarded the Combat Action Ribbon. Charlie Murphy, U.S. Navy until 1984. Yeah. And I do believe that, that is all of the list that we had for this year. So thank you to all of our veterans, all of our brothers and sisters that are still fighting and have fought. You know, we just wanted to say happy Veterans Day to all. On a less serious note, this list is fascinating. Yeah, it is really interesting as we're going through Mel this. Brooks fought in world war ii i had no idea well er ernie uh e ermy mr ermy mm -hmm. uh was in r lee ermy was in the marines served in vietnam and then turned around and was in full metal jacket probably the most iconic uh vietnam war movie yeah the, the gunny everybody i've always referred to him uh i always heard him referred to as the gunny yeah that dude's amazing um Wilford Brimley. Everybody makes fun of him. He's like, oh, he's the diabetes guy. He was a fucking Marine. Yeah. And, and B. Arthur. That one blows my mind, man. B. That's Arthur awesome. served in World War II. Golden Girl. And then there were the unmentions, like, turns out Bill Cosby was in there, but we didn't bring that up. Yeah. 
Uh, for for those wanting to know more, we actually grabbed this list from IMDb. It, it's uh, something that while I was doing this research, uh, I was go I was putting together my own list and then found that they had already done it, so I just grabbed theirs. Uh, and there are a lot of names that we skimmed over because I think that most people either wouldn't know who they were or have long since passed. Uh, another one, kind of, it's not the same as the MASH one, but Bob Crane was uh, the lead actor in Hogan's Heroes, which is a war show. It was a comedy kind of as well, but he's in the Army National Guard. Really? Yeah. And Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy was in the military. It's yeah. Crazy. I, I mean, it's a really interesting list, and I suggest everybody should go go and check it out. Yeah. I mean, there, there's people like Charles Bronson on here, uh, Buster Keaton, Jack Lemmon, some of the classic actors from the great black and white era of film. Uh, Cesar Romero uh, was Cesar Coast Romero? Guard. I didn't even see him. He was Coast Guard, World War Two. Freaking Shredder from the animated Ninja Turtles uh, was in the Navy. James yeah. Avery, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, Clark Gable, he served. Wow. Uh, Nimoy was Army, served as a, ser- a sergeant from 1953 through 1955. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the note that we need to go out on. Oh, there's one more. Shayna, you will like this one. Fred Ward. Ward, do you know that name? Yes. From Tremors. Air Force, served for three years. I would like to point out that Air Force ha- has had uh, Morgan Freeman and... Uh, the lead guy from the Jeffersons, Chuck, Chuck Norris, and the lead guy from the Jeffersons. Okay, I don't think if I, I don't know if I take Chuck Norris as like a victory anymore. He's kind of a joke. Eh, I'll still take it. <laughs> Sinbad, you had Sinbad as well. Yep, I love Sinbad. The army I miss had that guy. Elvis Presley. He, he is he, more well known than any of those people. He died on a toilet. So, <laughs> I think that knocks a couple points off. He was still off. in the army. This has become Jeez, a draft at this point. I guess <laughs> uh, I'm taking Drew Carey. He was a Marine. Anyway, your name is... Shana Mullins. Your name is... Danny Mullins. Your name is... Robert Folly. Goodbye, everyone. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. He'll cut it after he says goodbye anyways.